Hello and welcome to Rusted Metal, where I get flack for discussing 80s metal. I'm your host, Serb, and with me tonight will be my good friend, Flack. Flack is a good friend of mine. His full name is Rob Flack O'Hara, and he's going to explain tonight how he got Flack once he shows up. He's on his way, and he should be here really soon. And I think that's him. Come on in, bud. Rusted Metal! What's up, my friend? What's going on? <laughs> yes, I am so glad you are here. Woo, I got on my headband. I got my my uh, sweet 80s shades. I got on my, uh, I got some Converse shoes with some bandanas around the top. And uh, I'm ready to do some 80s metal rocking, my friend. I am so glad you didn't wear that half shirt tonight. Uh, well, I-, I went no shirt. <laughs> that's an open shirt. I, that's what I'm saying. Right, I'm, I'm all just open so shirt. So if it gets cold, I'll put on the half shirt. I'll warm it up a little bit for the ladies. Well, me too. I, I came out in my spandex. I bought the zebra skins, as you can see. And uh, I got the muscle shirt on, even though the flab is hanging out from the sides here. And I'm sorry. I like that. Did you make the cuts yourself or that come with I the, did. Oh, those are sweet, dude. You, you like the razor cuts in the front, yeah. too, the way it hangs down like the that? The three of them in a row. They're all at the yeah. same angles. Tight. Thank you so much, man. I was just trying to be as gnarly as I could. That's awesome, dude. That is ra- ra- radical. I don't think metal guys said radical. <laughs> I don't think they said radical either. No, no, no that's it. fine. I don't know if they said gnarly, too. We're at it. Were you ready to start the show, bro? Absolutely, man. I'm ready to rock. As I, as I told the, the buds out there who are listening, and, and I, I wanted to explain how we got our nicknames, and I would love for you to go ahead first. Uh, sure, yeah. I have been uh, known as Flack. Actually, for a long time, it was Jack Flack, and I uh, started out as Jack Flack back in the BBS in the modem days. Um, actually, it comes from mm-hmm. Cloak & Dagger, uh, the movie. Uh, it's a 1984 movie with... Henry Thomas, most people know him as as Elliot from E.T., but right. uh, he was in a movie called Cloak and Dagger. And uh, basically what it was about was uh, his he uh, had a very um, uh, active imagination. He was really into role-playing games, and he played this uh, – it's like a World War II-type role-playing game. And so his character's name was Jack Flack, which was uh, – played by Dabney Coleman and so the the theme was Jack Flack always escaped and what happens in the movie is that uh uh, of course, there's a computer tie-in. Uh, if you know me, <laughs> there was a uh, an Atari cartridge that shows up for the Cloak and Dagger game, which never came out. It wasn't a real game yet, but um, these spies had hidden secret plans in it. And if you, gosh, only got to level 99 and got a certain score, then you could, uh, you know, reveal the secret plans. Which I always, I, I always enjoyed that visual that on the other end there would be spies. They're like, oh, we really suck at this game. <laughs> we're we're never gonna. <laughs> Get to the plans, um, but anyway, uh, and also Dabney Coleman played uh, his father in the movie, so it was kind of like this mm. dual role. But anyway, Jack Flack was this imaginary cool guy that always got out of every uh, situation, and, and 
you know, he was always quick on his feet to to uh, come up with solutions and things. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought Jack Flack was really cool. And, and like I said, I was calling uh, Commodore BBSs at the time and, and uh, needed a name. And uh, it turns out there were about 50,000 people already using Metallica. So I, <laughs> so instead I went with uh, Jack Flack. And so um, and it's just stuck all these years. How did it feel when Flack became a form of wave file in music? Like, did that just singe it for you? You're like, this is it. I think the first time I heard someone say, you know, hey, they're getting um, Flack music or whatever, I was like, well, what? Like, I checked my hard drive to make sure they weren't downloading <laughs> all my like songs music. or whatever, right? And um, I, I, um, people, because uh, a lot of people had names like, uh, you know, Slip disc man or you know the copy pirate master or stuff but jack flack was normal enough sounding that a lot of people thought my name was jack uh so i would get phone calls to my house for jack or for jack flack and my mom would say yeah hold on you know so everybody in my family knew that i was uh you know jack or jack flack to the point where when people um i wouldn't say it's completely interchangeable with my name but i would like if i were in a room and someone said flack i would definitely turn my head uh right. you know i mean it was just so accustomed to to answering to that so um and my license plate's actually flack i don't know oh my gosh <laughs> so, now that's cool so what, that is cool which is always fun trying to explain that uh to people you know they're like oh and now you say, oh, it was a, a modem alias, and they look at you uh, with glazed-over eyes, and then you say, it was kind of like a... Mo- right, then you say, Mo-dum. it was like a, uh, a gamer tag, and they go, oh, yeah, okay, I get that, yeah. <laughs> you have to update the terminology. Well, you look like a Jack. You could get away with that. Get away with Jack. So what about um, a Zerbinator? Where did that come from? Zer- Zerbinator came from a mix of two things, uh, I was I worked for the U.S. Botanic Gardens in D.C., and the gentleman that I worked with, his name is Wally. Uh, at this time, I was probably 19, 20, 20 years old, and the gentleman came to me, and he said one morning, he said, the Zerb, the Zerbinator, and it came from a Saturday Night Live sketch. You remember oh, that? yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he said, the guy, uh, what was his name? The one who played Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, um, making copies, that guy, right? Making copies. Rob Schneider, copy Rob guy. Schneider. Yeah, and that's where Wally got it from, and, and I guess he had seen it the night before, so he said, the Zerb, the Zerbinator, and it just stuck with me. Everybody at the U.S. Botanic Gardens called me Zerbinator when they saw me, and that name has been with me since 1990. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so it stuck with me forever, so it's neat. It's a fun one, and it's... Uh, it's neat that I, I put it on websites as fast as I could when things open up, even stuff that I didn't want to sign up for, so I could have that name because there are a lot of them now. There a lot of people are a lot that. of um, chat things where I became uh, Flack four hundred five, which is my area code here because um, Flack, you know, was was really common. Uh, yeah. I try. I, I was too late on that boom uh, to get Flack dot com or Flack dot org. Every now and then, the guy. Uh, I put in for a list that I wanted to buy flack.org and every now and then they email me an offer and they've dropped it down to like $750,000 or something. So, <laughs> which all I want is the email address there. So I'm, it's not really, uh, I can't afford that at this point. If I win the lottery, that's what I'll do. They'll be like, what are you going to do with your million dollars? I'm going to buy the stupid domain name so I can have one email address. <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't hurt to dream. Exactly. Man, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, t- 
what we're going to do in this show, of course, is talk about um, what we call, which I can't believe we're doing it now, uh, Rusted Metal is the retro metal bands that we grew up with. I call them retro metal bands because they are now hitting like 60 years old. Some are late 50s, and they're still jamming out, which is wonderful. Uh, the band that we're starting off with, of course, is going to be ACDC. Yeah, we're going to go and alphabetical, right? Is that what, what we decided Absolutely. Right. That was a wonderful idea. That's something you came up with. Let's go alphabetical. And nobody comes before ACDC unless you want to do ABBA, but they're not really metal. No. And uh, no matter how you spell it, forwards or backwards. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. All of a sudden, I, I thought about ABBA, and all of a sudden, a song came in my head, and I was stuck in ABBA. If you change your mind. It's it. <laughs> if you change your Take a chance, take a chance, change it. <laughs> take a chance, that's it. ACDC hails from Sydney, Australia, and they are... A mix between hard rock, blues rock, rock and roll, and even have been categorized in the metal department. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really heavy metal, but they, they fall into that brick. Well, that, that, that genre, the name has changed over years. You know what I mean? Like what was oh, yeah. uh, heavy? I mean, ACDC was, was heavy you know, rock or whatever you would call back then. Now... It wouldn't surprise me to hear it in an elevator. You know what I mean? That's or, true. or and, and actually, um, one of the things that I'm going to mention later is uh, you know Oklahoma City. We have our NBA team, the Thunder, and their theme song is Thunderstruck. So when the, wow. when the team comes running out, so you know you go from a pretty obscure metal band in Australia now to being you know the theme song for a for an NBA franchise. You know, so um, do you think they get a cut of that? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've read yeah. that. Um, and I read a whole article. Every all the uh, sound of like they play little song snippets mm-hmm. uh, whenever each team gets the ball and goes down, like little loops, you know, of songs or whatever. And um, yes, they they have to get all they pay for every one of those. So I, that is yeah, beautiful. they make a lot of money off that. That's gotta be that's gotta make you feel good that a song you wrote when you were probably what you know eighteen, nineteen years old is now. You know, making people cheer as they throw a round ball into a, a net. <laughs> Probably something they did not have in mind when they wrote that. Not at all. Like, one day I'm going to be on a court, man, and I'm going to sink some <laughs> They hoops. might not even know what basketball is. Well, I'm sure they have basketball <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> but in, I think it started in Australia. But the, in, the ball bounces the other way in Australia. That's true. I've heard that. That is true. <laughs> That's what I've heard. If you flush a basketball, <laughs> it goes the other way. I've completely derailed you in the first five minutes here. Tell us uh, no. about uh, when, when ACDC started. Well, they started in 1973, so I was three years old, and you were, you were thought of. I were being born, yeah. I was born in August of 73. Well, 1973, and of course, to present. And we're going to talk about present in a little while, and I'll let you do that. But before we get to that, because from the time that we picked ACDC, a lot has changed. Over the yeah, past there's been of, some uh, right. interesting news over the last few weeks. A couple news yeah. stories. But uh, real quick, I'm going to go over the labels that they've recorded with, and that would be Albert, EMI, Columbia, Epic Records, Atlantic Records, Adco Records, Electra Records, everybody, East West Records. And this band, of course, you can find where? ACDC.com. Uh, the members in the band currently are Angus Young on guitars, Phil Rudd on drums, kind of. Cliff Williams on bass. <laughs> Brian Johnson on vocals. And Steve Young, who is Malcolm Young's nephew on guitars. And that's a recent change. 
Yeah, it is yeah. because poor Malcolm Young has been. Uh, it was quiet for a while, but it was released that he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. The poor gentleman, and um, uh, that's that's sad. The poor guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing uh, uh, about Malcolm is when he was much younger, I I would watch him play, and he would bounce up and down a lot. And that seemed to be all he would do was just stand there and bounce up and down. And I thought, that poor guy, he's just—he's not going to have heels left. And then I was thinking about Angus Young, and then you think about his poor kneecaps doing that. Sure. You know, the scissors kick across the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the whole band just hasn't fallen apart yet, but they're, they yeah. just go. Right. Just I mean, you think about, I, I'm sure you've done this too when I was younger. You go to a metal concert and put your fist in the air and just... Man, I would just shake my head as hard as I could and uh, whip my mm-hmm. uh, sweet mullet around that I had for a long time. And uh, sweet mullet, oh baby. my god, dude, I had the best <laughs> mullet. Uh, and um, and then the next morning, you can't move your head because your neck yeah. is so sto- sore and stiff. And um, uh, and so you know, think about these guys doing that every night. No, and, gosh, uh, no. And you know, I, he still does it. Well, not Malcolm. He doesn't do it anymore. But Angus Young still kicks, and he must have steel kneecaps. They're still going. Yeah. What, what he has. There's been past members in the band, but there's so many. I'm going to try to keep this list short. It got to the point that when I was typing this out, I had to change the size of the font because it kept <laughs> on going on and on. Past members would be Bon Scott, who was the original lead singer. He died in 1980 from alcohol poisoning. Um Poor guy. Uh, George Young, uh, he's a bass villain from time to time, and actually he's done it pretty recently. You have Dave Evans, did vocals from 1973 to 74. Larry Van Creed, uh, he played bass from 73 to 74, and again in 1975. Neil Smith played bass. Rob Bailey played bass. Colin Burgess. You have Ron Carpenter, Russell Coleman, Noel Taylor, Peter Clark. Clack. Like clickety-clack. Mark Evans, Simon Wright, and Chris Slade. These are all gentlemen that have played somewhere, somehow in with ACDC. And you know that from that list, from uh, Ron Carpenter down, it's very hard to find any history on the gentlemen that were in ACDC. I think they last like a day. Yeah, and they were all, you know, there's there's always, a, especially bands like this that get big. You know, like um, uh, Metallica, there's these, who is that guy? Ron, somebody who played bass. But if you go mm-hmm. back and look, there's people before that. There's, so there's always that long list of people that were in the band before they gelled. And before they right. they you know became really you know developed their sound and became who they were so yeah a lot of these guys are seventy three seventy four and um, I mean we don't get into uh, Highway to Hell and and Back in Black until what's like seventy nine eighty something like that so. right yeah and and most and what's weird is like most of those bassists I mentioned that played bass for them are all jazz bassists now. Oh, that's they odd. just moved. Yeah, I know. They all just became, you know, boom, 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 boom. And you know, you, when you're um, in a band like that, that's starting out. I mean, if you think about ACDC in '73 or '74, I mean, how would they know that what ACDC would become 30 years later? Right. You know, so they played, they played some songs, and then uh, you know, they're like, "All right, mate, I'm out of here." I'm taking. I do a terrible Aussie accent. Taking my Fosters, I'm taking my base, and I'm going up the creek to my friend the crocodile hunter. He's putting a band together, and so I'm which, out of here. Which one of these is my base? 
because it's three bases. I'm getting my. I know so little about Australia. I mean, like, I'm getting my base, my didgeridoo, and my boomerang, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. What about your shrimp on that barbie? And my my freaking basketball. <laughs> that's right. That goes the opposite way. Right, and then Angus is like, "Oh, basketball." <laughs> we'll have to keep that in mind, mates. I got a thundering thought in my head for a song. It's like I've been struck by thunder. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm going to write that down. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? I've got it. It's Thunderstrike. No, it's not close. How many syllables in thunder? Yeah. Our choice for favorite album from the band. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I got to tell you. Um, of course, I don't have a short answer to anything. I, I was a, a kid in the late 70s, early 80s. I started getting um, allowance. And I would get uh, whatever, like a dollar a week or something like that. Whatever it was, I, I could go to Walmart and I could buy two 45s with my allowance, mm-hmm. little 45 singles, you know. And, uh, of course, I grew up listening to the music that my dad listened to, which was uh, Queen and Blondie and um, Jimi Hendrix. And yeah. uh, the, the one that really struck me at the time was uh, uh, Tommy by the who actually it was the uh, oh, yeah. the movie uh, the movie version so it was uh, you know the all the the movie versions with Tina Turner and Elton John as the pinball wizard and all that which probably not appropriate material for a 7 year old <clears throat> but um <laughs> but made you who you are today exactly. I think that's Absolutely. quite a colorful background exactly so <laughs> i remember going to walmart um, mm. in the you know probably around 79 80 81 in that that era uh, I, I have a distinct memory, and this is not the album I picked, but I distinctly remember seeing uh, Dirty Deeds done dirt cheap, and, and it had all the people with their eyes blacked out, like the black bars, you know, over right. their faces or whatever. And I was like, what is this? What is, you know, this, it just was different, you know, and so I, it made a, a mental impression on me at the time and then i remember uh, going to school i think uh, everybody i had seen the cover of highway to hell and you have bon scott and he's holding you know he's got the devil's tail or whatever and i remember hearing about uh there was a, a i'm sure it's an urban le- i know it's an urban legend but uh there was the urban legend that uh there were you know the t- those three teenage kids and they were driving their van and they drove off the side of the mountain and they were killed and when they found them the tape player was stuck on highway to hell and it was just <laughs> i never heard that <laughs> never heard that. that is funny i remember hearing uh-uh. that and so I, it was like it was it was scary you know what i mean like this kind of music yeah. was a little scary and um <laughs> then so of course I've read since then that they went, you know, they almost quit the band, you know. I mean, uh, like on the behind the music and things like that. That they almost called it over when um, when Bon Scott died, and um, mm-hmm. then they eventually found Brian Johnson, who has a. I mean, obviously their voices are different, but it fits that music so well. And, yeah, it does. And you know, so the first song they come in is is back in black. And they come walking back in. I mean, there's this this visual, mental visual of them walk. They're they're back. You know, I mean, they're yeah. announcing their return. Um, you know, with a new singer, and and that the band hasn't quit. And and uh, of course, you have that imagery of black. You know, as far as being associated with a funeral, um, right? 
And and uh, the local, we have a local uh, Rock 100.5, the cat. KTTFM, Oklahoma City, yeah. Rock 100.5, the legendary cat. Uh, is our local little rock uh, radio station, and yeah. uh, they still play. I bet you once a day you can hear Back in Black on there, but that song stuck with me as a kid. I mean, just the whole story and everything, and that's really where I first started getting into ACDC, so that's a long way of saying I had to go with uh, Back in Black. <laughs> I'm going to attempt the same length. All right. And uh, and the same album. I'm not oh. even going to attempt the same album. I'm just going to say it. it's the same album, Back in Black. When I was a kid, and uh, you know, a couple of years before Back in Black, so late '70s, my brother got into ACDC before me. He was really into it. He was a big Bon Scott freak. And if you listen to Bon Scott sing, he's got the <laughs> singing voice, which. I think was reincarnated when Accept started because you get that voice in there, mix it both. I could hear that. Brian had that Dirty Deeds Dunder Cheap album. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this crap? What is this? You know, is that a purple pin on your (laughs) album cover? And he's like, I want to rock. So he blasted that thing and I, I couldn't get into it. Then... Over at a buddy's house, my buddy Kevin's house, he purchased these things called Bose speakers <laughs> in the 80s. They were huge. And he says, let me show them off. And I got this new album. And this was 1980-something. Well, 1980. And um, he plays that Back in Black song. And the whole house shook. And just that drum beat and the guitar solo sound in, in a rhythm was beautiful. And then that voice came in. I was used to the <laughs> voice. Right. And all of a sudden... The, Back and back! You know, he starts that up, and I was like, holy crap. So mm-hmm. I ended up falling in love with him. It's like everything, my opinion completely changed. I don't know if it's because of my brother. I didn't like him before, or Bon Scott, because I didn't like him before. After that, they were immaculate to me. And and that's just, um, I mean, both of us have mentioned, you know, the title track and the first track, but um, mm-hmm. there are uh, a ton of good songs on there. I mean, you know, from <laughs> rock radio... Um, Mm -hmm. you've got, um, well, first of all, it's one of those albums where I'll listen to the whole thing. I mean, there's 10 tracks. I will listen to the whole thing, you know, tracks one through track 10. And um, the minute that hell's bells, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, back in black, you know, when it ends, Mm -hmm. you have that very, the very last of that. And all of a sudden I'm like, you shook me all night long is coming next. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, it goes right into that. Um, you know, and that goes into uh, have a drink on me. You know, I mean, I can hear it in my head that those songs just go in. And on the radio, you know, when you hear uh, Hell's Bells or something, right after that, I'm like, the, the next song better be Shoot to Thrill. And then they go to another song. I'm like, that's that's not right. You know, I mean, it's just those songs. <laughs> that's not the way it fits. Right. I um, my, my kids and today and, of course, you know, this being a retro type show. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you. Uh, uh, so I will in just a second, but uh, what I was going to say is, you know, today people are more used to, uh, at a minimum, CDs. I think more people now are used to MP3s or digital media or whatever, where you can just mm-hmm. jump around whatever songs you want or maybe just get a few songs. This is one, number one, whenever I copy over songs, you know, to my uh, my phone or my iPod or whatever, I copy all 10 songs. There's not a lot of albums right. that I do that with, you know. I mean, there's there's usually almost always some filler 
uh, on albums, mm-hmm. but every one of these songs, and maybe it's just because I've listened to this so many times, but any, you know, you put it on random, any song that comes up, I enjoy. Um, but I wanted to ask you, wh- did you first get this, uh, on vinyl or on cassette or how did you first, uh, have this cassette cassette it would have been a cassette. And, uh, and of course you didn't have the benefit to, well, not the benefit. I think it's actually a hindrance. Now you have to skip, you know, you can skip without a touch of a finger now, but even CDs, you know, easy to go forward. But if you wanted to pass a song in the old days, you had to hit uh, either if you were lucky enough to have that fast forward button that would let you skip over a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Oh, yeah, the little or, seek. <laughs> yeah, the seek button. Yeah. Or you had, to, uh, you had to listen to the whole thing. And so you basically were trained to do it. But this album made it so easy because every single song was a hit. It was all good. I had... Um uh, not not my uh, one of one of my first cars. I went through uh, several cars in concession. <laughs> I was a terrible teenage maniac on the road. Um, <laughs> but one of my first cars was a black Formula Firebird, mm. small block four hundred. wasn't didn't quite look like the Bandits, like Smokey and the Bandit car. This was black. It had a gray stripe down the side that said formula within a red stripe above that. It might as well have had a stripe that said, pull my ass over. (laughs) (laughs) I had, it had a, with your phone number and address um, and the muffler was half hanging. I mean, it just sounded bad, you know? And, um, it had those bad seventies power windows. that took like 45 minutes to roll up. (laughs) Did it make the noise? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, uh, and this was like, Oh, when when I uh, first started driving, it was right when people started putting uh, these huge monster stereo systems in their car, which I couldn't afford, but I had gone and got these um, Jensen 6x9s and this little, put them in a little box like in the windowsill and a little tiny amplifier to make them just loud and tinny and just as annoying as possible. And the whole... <laughs> car and and the windows were tinted black everything was black you know except for that little mm-hmm. stripe and i would rewind side two of that and time it and you know you pop the cassette out and then right yeah. as you're rolling into the school parking lot or whatever you pop that and <laughs> crank it up and you hear that and i was like back in black coming in the parking lot everybody stand back you know and um, if people weren't around, Here comes Jack, right? And then if there's like some people in the school, they're walking out. I'd be like, hold on, and like go back to the beginning. And it was the first track. You know what I mean? So what you didn't yeah. have to worry about queuing it up. You just rewound it, and then you you hear that little close. What I don't know what I guess it's a close. You know, hi hat or whatever. Just that. T- yeah, t- yeah, yeah. T- and then and then when that first, I mean, it's like a a punch to the gut. That first the guitar chord. It's just you know and perfectly written too oh, because man. it matches everything with the song the attitude and what it's about yeah it, it, i was back in black you know i came into that car and that song you know it matched the car it was just the whole attitude you know and so uh oh, man definitely those albums like um and i'll tell you another thing um so you and i both um are well i would say you're a musician and i'm like a musician wannabe like <laughs> like a, you're, no you're pretty good oh and we should mention you you play guitars the all the guitar work in the beginning of that song are yours i yeah i did it was unfortunately you were able to put uh, enough uh, keyboards and 
bass and things on that to drown me out, hopefully, where nobody can hear what I did. I butchered but you. Our, our rusted metal theme song is all is is his finger work. No, we did we did do that, but um, I, there's as a uh, I mean, I would say on a scale of one to ten, as far as playing guitars, I'm probably a two. But I'm telling you this. <laughs> Let me tell you this. What all of a sudden you just you. became? <laughs> when it comes to air guitar, I'm a Don ten. Nichols right there. I'm a ten, baby. I will on, on air guitar. I will air guitar the <laughs> crap out of. I mean, my wife. It drives her crazy. I don't know if you do this. I play steering wheel guitar. I'm pretty yes. amazing, you know. I've got the left hand and I'm fretting, you know. And I mean, to the point where I will crash the car if there's a solo. <laughs> And I'm trying to hit that last note, and then we're like yeah. heading over the edge of a cliff. I'm like, sorry, you gotta, you gotta hang on there. But and then the, the right hand, I mean, it could be on the. Uh, sometimes it's the the parking brake. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's the gear shift. Whatever you know, the right hand moves. But the, but but uh, there's not a song on this album that will not send me into air guitar. I mean, you know, you're driving <laughs> and you shook me all night long comes on and you're just like, dan, 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 you know, I, it's just every song on this is classic riffage, man. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a steering wheel drummer. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And and I always hit the, uh, the bass drum with, uh, sometimes it'll be the gas pedal if I'm going to light. <laughs> so, so people see me doing that jerk up. And they have no clue because it, it sounds and looks cool in my head, right? Because I got the music blasting outside of the car; it's you know dead silent, <laughs> and this guy has a problem with his brakes. My Firebird mm. had the uh, the thing on the floorboard where you hit it for to make your brights come on. Mm. So that could have been your uh, kick drum right there. You know, you just yeah, flash your. That could have been. <laughs> uh, you're just blinding <laughs> oncoming traffic. You're like, sorry, man. It's you know double bass. <laughs> coming in click, right click, they're thinking click, you're click. having a, a seizure or something but uh, <laughs> um i was just going to mention uh the last song on uh side b see back when back when i was a kid there was side a and side b i don't That's, know if they yeah. not there's no side b on the cd but um the last song rock and roll ain't noise pollution that mm-hmm. is like for some reason it's it's um you know it's got that vibe where it kicks off it's just in your head, you can see them just sitting around like a campfire or something, you know, and he's just exactly. playing a guitar. Dun, 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 and, and, um, and, oh, yeah. And then it just, it just builds and, it, and it's like a, I mean, it's definitely a good anthem type song to end everything on. And, and I would be, people like, turn that down, you know, back in black. I'm like, hey, man, this ain't noise pollution. <laughs> and then the um unfortunately uh Yukon uh police district disagreed and I got a, uh, got a ticket for disturbing the peace. But um uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean I, I love it how it um uh there's also a lot of dirty songs on this. I mean when I was a oh, kid I don't think I noticed that. Of course A C D C uh I mean I I had heard uh, you know, big balls. <laughs> their their dance balls or whatever you know and like um so i i knew that they had done that but now looking at the titles i'm like oh gosh a little i, I thought that had to do with the basketball team in the future it was they well the basketball team have the the biggest balls of all <laughs> that's true <laughs> they're always pushing them through we my nets <laughs> balls on them all. yeah but and i thought oh this is nice they're into animal rights there's one called giving the dog a bone <laughs> which I, I don't think that's probably animal rights <laughs> so it has nothing to do with PETA. well i didn't know that 
No, really. Sorry. And I remember. Um, I don't know if you ever had this experience where you're you're watching uh, television or something, and something embarrassing comes on TV, like your parents were in the room. And I remember mm-hmm. watching uh, Headbangers Ball. I would tape it. I had to work. Uh, so I would record Headbangers Ball, and then I would Same watch here. it uh, the next day. And I remember watching the video for You Shook Me All Night Long, where the girl's on the uh, mechanical bull, you know, <laughs> yeah. around. And you know, my parents come in, and I'm like, this is not what you think. This is ACDC. <laughs> And it's not noise pollution either. Right. And the thing was, it was exactly what they thought. And it was what I thought, too. (laughs) But we just said that, and hopefully everybody would walk away. And how did your parents react to the the days of uh, metal in general when you were growing up, what you were listening to? Uh, My parents told me, my parents, first of all, um, did not believe in any of the the hokey stuff as far as... um, Oh, uh, you know, bands being associated with, with Satan worship or any of that stuff. My parents couldn't care. I don't want to say they couldn't care less because that makes it sound like they weren't interested in it. They were, right? but they just thought it was malarkey. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I, I've, when um, Dungeons and Dragons came out and there was like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons will, you know, rot your head and you're going to start believing in the devil and you're going to, you know, not know what reality is and jump off the roof of your house because you think you can fly. Um, I, I was like third or fourth grade and I told my dad, I was like, hey, um, I heard about this Dungeons and Dragons, you know, uh, but I kind of want to find out what it is, but I don't know. And he was like, okay. And we went to the toy store and bought, he bought me Dungeons and Dragons, the basic set and came home and me and my sister and my mom all rolled up characters. And my, (laughs) my dad was the dungeon master and we went through the whole adventure. And then when they they were like, okay, this is not devil worshiping. This is a, (laughs) a silly role playing game and knock yourself out. You know? So as long as they had investigated it, um, yeah. you know, and then they were fine with it. And so I remember, uh, I mean, I was like, uh, the ideal student all through, like, I never got in trouble. I never got detention. I always had, I had straight A's my entire life. So I remember cool. uh, coming home with a, uh, Ozzy Osbourne tape and some kid yeah. had loaned me. And then I, you know, of course I was like, also, I had a horrible, guilty conscience. I never got away with anything. So I like take it to my mom and there's, I think it was the ultimate sin, you know, and there's the girl with the black leather pants and Ozzy is the big demon, you know. Ned butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And the girl had She's one too. She's wearing the same, same pants on I got now. Yeah. I mean, her, Go on. her butt was nice also. And um, the, uh, oh, what? you were talking about hers. Yeah. I, I sorry. Gonna... I was talking about Ozzy's. Um, the, uh, oh. the demon, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I had showed it to my mom and I'm like, you know. I'm listening to this. And she was like, you have straight A's <laughs> like other people's <laughs> parents call us. And they're like, you know, how can our kid be more like your kid? <laughs> so she was like, keep your grades up, do whatever, you know, they, so they just never had a problem with it. So that's good. Um, and, and my dad, uh, like I said, you know, he listened to, uh, you know, that era, I mean, his era, not necessarily the heavy stuff, but they had, <clears throat> excuse me, iron butterfly and, and, um, I'm sure he had Black Sabbath and those type of things, you know. So yeah, you, your dad seemed to have the the wherewithal to understand it better. My my dad was like Kings Kingston Trio, Kingsman Trio, whatever it was. Lemon yeah, tree, he, very yeah. pretty. Yeah, I remember that. 
Um, and he, you know, five foot two eyes of blue and he loved all that mm -hmm. old stuff. Um, nothing, the heaviest I think he ever listened to would have been, uh, maybe the Doobie brothers not realizing what it was. <laughs> okay. And, um, and so when I started playing this, this metal, you know, he's like, that stuff's never going to last. You know, that that's, it'll, it just won't be around. They're like, you don't know rock and roll, man. This will last forever. <laughs> And uh, it's my mom didn't seem to mind. She liked it. She didn't like the screaming, but she didn't seem to mind. She thought it was pretty cool. It's got a good beat. She'd sit there and do her aerobic dancing to it. And I'm like, good God, stop. My my dad uh, <laughs> thought everything I listened to was noise. And, yeah. Um, this was one of, one of my dad's favorite, uh, I wouldn't say favorite, but classic lines. He would say, um, if you were to, to get somebody and try to hum a Metallica tune to them, <laughs> there would be no way for them to know what <laughs> that song point. is, you know. And he, uh, my dad was a big fan of the Beatles, you know, so I um, yeah. had all the all those albums and then we had tapes and now I have them on CD and now I have them digitally. Um, so every road trip, you know, at some point in a road trip, uh, Sergeant Pepper's coming on, uh, Abbey Road's coming on, the White Album's coming on. And so I would... Uh, so I, I took his point. However, I, I used to think like my wife and I used to listen to, um, well, even like, if you think of this, uh, back in black, I mean, all these songs, once you, once you know them, they all have a melody. They all have, it's just different than, you know, mm -hmm. the previous generation of, of rock or whatever, but I'm pretty sure I could hum, you know, oh, you roll, could. noise. <laughs> exactly. It's not very good. You hum. could hum these songs. These, the and that's the thing. These are musical. These are mm -hmm. these are not noise, and it's not out to impress anybody. It's it's coming from within the guys, and it's uh it's played from. I always say this to musicians that I like. I let them know. Thank you for playing from your heart and not your head. Mm -hmm. And that's something that ACDC has always done, and they've always been a. Uh, They've they've always stuck to that. That no matter what album came out after Back in Black, they stayed with what they were doing. They yes. didn't try to outdo it next. You know what I mean? Right. Well, there's actually um, I think I have this pulled up here in a tab. A, a famous quote, and I want to say it was after uh, Fly on the Wall. Um, I could mm -hmm. be wrong on that, but there was an interview with the band, and um, the, you know, the, basically ACDC was accused of recording the same music over and over, you know? And so it's oh, ridiculous. It, it was just, um, and, and if you listen to understandable, the, sure. Right. You know, it's <laughs> the same, it's all blues based rock and it does, you know, there are similar chord progressions throughout, you know, multiple albums. And yeah. so anyway, I, I pulled this up. This is a quote from Angus young. And, okay. uh, he says, quote, I'm sick. Okay, wait, Oh, can you please do it in an Australian accent? All right, I'll, Go. I'll try. All right. Quote, I'm sick to death of people saying we've made 11 albums that sounds exactly the same. In fact, we've made 12 albums that sound exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Though. Right. That and is so a that's great classic quote. Angus Young. Uh, and it's, and it's um, you know, of course, obviously, they're able to uh, poke a little fun at themselves. But, yeah, there, there's, I mean, if you look at... Um, I, I keep referring back to Metallica just because that was one of the big bands I grew up with. But if you if you, right. if you heard a song, there were different uh, eras, if you will, of Metallica. I mean, there's the early, you know, the thrash stuff is early on. Then later on, you have the um, not not 
progressive is not the right word, but you have those 10 minute songs on Injustice for All, the eight, nine, 10 minute, you know, that would go through all that. Uh, and then, of course, you hit the Black album, and now you have a more radio uh, friendly, you know, single type format. And so if you were to just randomly throw a song at somebody, if they knew, you know, the Metallica and, and how they had progressed over time, you could say, this sounds like their earlier work. This sounds right. like, you know, oh, this is a, you know, Injustice for All era type song. This is uh, something with Lou Reed for some reason. I don't know why they would do that. But, <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, yeah. But uh, ACDC, I think a lot of stuff you would be hard pressed to say. Is this from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s? I mean, if you took the production <laughs> the value thousands. out of it. Yeah, it's very sad. Oh, and speaking of production value, um, we can't, uh, we have to mention Mutt Lang. Oh, that's right. He's involved with ACDC as well. I was going to save him for Def Leppard. Yeah, Mud Lane produced. But, um, he did. Uh, well, he did Highway to Hell first. Yeah, and then of course he he was, I believe, involved in talking to the guys through you know Bon Scott's death or whatever, and came back and recorded Back in Black. So I'm sure he was um, on you know the colloquial uh, radar from. Uh, Highway to Hell, but through Back in Black, I mean, that basically, and then right after that, I know he did um, Foreigner 4. Um, mm -hmm. And man, between those two, then it just took off, and then that's when you've got, you know, Def Leppard, and, and um, I know he did The Cars, and all those great Def Leppard albums, and, and, uh, oh, yeah. and then unfortunately, Shania Twain, and then that seemed to derail everything you know <laughs> but well he wanted to try something besides the uh, well, baked beans he, he wanted to try he did he, he tried a little, <laughs> little twain sandwich and <laughs> it derailed him for about 15 years but um yeah my buddy my buddy tommy sims um who is uh who is the guitarist for the band that we're going to be playing at the end of the show tonight by the way um he said the best sentence I have ever heard in my life about Mutt Lang. And that is, he said that if I had Mutt Lang producing me, I could fart in a microphone and still come out sounding like a rock god. Mutt Lang. What's that? Mutt Lang. Oh, the, the uh, engineer. Yeah. He's a good friend of yours. No. No, me neither. I no. never. I, I, I didn't I even know friends. he was an engineer until about five seconds ago. I wish I had friends like that. I wish I had a friend named Mutt Lang. Dude, I could fart into a microphone and I would be a rock god with a friend like Mutt Lang jeez <laughs> well it's true <laughs> we're just gonna skip I'm over to the next one no, I wasn't done yet <laughs> absolute man he is the master of the knobs it's true you know and then I'm actually yeah. I'm looking here through uh, Mutt Lang's discography of things he produced and you know it starts well there's some early stuff but when that ACDC it's just boom 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 hit after mm -hmm. hit after hit you know and then the next to last well the last two are uh, Maroon 5 and Nickelback and then it ends and I wonder why because he did Maroon 5 and Nickelback right I mean when he just he looked in the mirror and went no when Back in Black came out, people said, I, you know, or, you know, we're talking about that, obviously, from ACDC, but uh, right. even more so with Def Leppard, people said, I want that sound. I want that that tightness. I want that production value. I, yeah. And nobody says, God, you know, is there anybody that ever woke up and is like, you know what? I would like to sound more like Nickelback today. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that happens, you know? No. Uh-uh. So, Nickelback, God. 
sounds every talk about having every song sound exactly the same you could take every song from nickelback layer it on top of themselves uh-huh. and make like it, it'll still it'll still come out the same song you started with you could take every album they've done stack them up and then burn them and make the world a better place so i don't know if that would uh, i don't know if that's where you're headed with that but um i think so yeah pretty much like, and we're going to cover well, them in depth on the uh, letter n we're going to do nickelback we'll do an entire oh, that, that would be exciting uh, you'll have to get a stand-in co-host for okay that. good Shoot, i thought I would do a quarterback before I did Nickelback. I don't, you know, they might they might be available. You could probably get them to come on the show. <laughs> so, I don't know. Hi, guys. Uh, right. Yeah, can you get me a drink? Right. <laughs> so we're like, we're just two guys from Australia. <laughs> we're here with, with Nickelback. <laughs> well, I, I would love for you to... Uh, Go ahead and tell the wonderful news that happened, what, two nights ago? Oh, my goodness. Is this a crazy story or what? So so we, I have to backtrack here is that uh, you and I have been talking about uh, doing this show for about a month. Right. Uh, and we said, hey, we want to do this. We want to do uh, – we both have a, a love and a history of, of 80s uh, metal, heavy metal, hard rock, all that stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about bands. And uh, the first letter is A. And, you know, so we ruled out ABBA and we went right to ACDC. We said, we've got to kick off the show with ACDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we said, but, you know, are, are they still relevant? Are they still in the news? Right. Well, it turns out they're in the news. As of, <laughs> they sure are. Because y- yesterday, yesterday, Phil Rudd, the drummer mm. of ACDC, was arrested on uh, a murder for hire plot, is the words that they've used. So apparently, and the details are still coming out. People, oh there may God. be more details by the time the show comes out, but apparently he was, you know, offering to pay somebody to kill two other people. Um, and, uh, and they weren't Nickelback was, was, was the crime. <laughs> that was the problem. Um, and, uh, so the police raided his house and then they, it says that they found, um, marijuana and methamphetamines. So there's something going on with old Phil Red there. Uh, in fact, um, you know, the uh, ACDC has been in the news because of, uh, Malcolm Young stepping down right? and, uh, you know, his, uh, is it his nephew? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, it's his nephew, Steve Young. Okay, so coming in. So that's, that's been in the news. So they've they've been um, releasing some PR photos, and Phil Rudd hasn't been in them. Uh, so I thought that was kind of odd. And then for mm-hmm. this to come out, you think, gosh, well, obviously there's been – to me, that that's not a news story that develops overnight. Like the day before, mm-hmm. everything's great, and then you wake up Thursday morning – and you're like, I'm going to get some meth and some weed and get some people knocked off. <laughs> like, there's obviously something that led up to that, and that may be why he was not uh, available for the PR pictures. Uh, uh, welcome to Homicide Mart. Can I help you? <laughs> yeah. You got any sharp boomerangs? <laughs> very oh, sharp. We, we have some that are very sharp and laced with methamphetamines. Uh, come this way. How about yeah. the didgeribong? <laughs> exactly. I don't know if there's a didgeribong. Wouldn't that be that made the sound? Wouldn't that be cool? Just go, Whoa, Not like that. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> Is it raining again? <laughs> hey, Bill. But um, yeah, this is a crazy news story, and especially. Um, 
You know, you, even even when you hear about uh, murder for hire, that, that's one of those they don't they don't joke around with. You know, it sounds what I like mean? a Frank Sinatra song, it though, does. doesn't it? Murder, murder for, for hire. <laughs> they don't. Um, that's not one. Like you know, um, oh, who's that poor girl that I used to love? Amanda Bynes from Nickelodeon, yeah. and uh, you know, girl. we watched her on all these uh, Nickelodeon. My kids were little when her shows were on, and. Uh, so you throw a bong out the window of your apartment and it breaks down. And, you know, you're probably going to get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. At most, you might get a misdemeanor for doing something or whatever. But uh, when you start trying to pay people to kill other people, very rarely is there a warning. <laughs> they're like, all right, there's some community service. Don't have anybody else killed. You know, I mean, they they pretty much slap you on that first offense on that one. Yeah, they do. And also, I don't know if you know this, every single person on Craigslist, because I've emailed them all, that say that they're hitmen are not hitmen. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I watch um, Forensic Files on TV, and yeah. they always say it went to a hitman or whatever, and it would turn out it was an undercover cop. I don't think real hitmen post on Craigslist. No. And no, and no, those did, are trappers. Yes. Yeah. And they wouldn't say, you know, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this. Is that how he got busted, by the way? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it'll come okay. out. But um, ACDC released a song and an album called Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, <laughs> which is about being basically a paid killer. I mean, so like, um, <laughs> do you remember a few, uh, was it last year, a couple of years ago, there was the, the uh, government guy um, who sent inappropriate pictures of himself exposed and his name yes. was his name was Andrew Weiner. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, that's the, isn't it ironic? That's yeah. the one thing you probably shouldn't do. You know what I mean? It, like if your name is Joey hit by a bus, <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to ride the number fifty nine. Stay out of crosswalks. <laughs> exactly. So I don't. You know. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> Oh, sorry. So <laughs> if you put out an album about, you know, I don't know, a murder for hire, that would be one thing you probably shouldn't get involved in. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Life imitating art, I believe is what they say. And when you're a kid, when I was a kid, um, mm-hmm. I had a tough time, I think all kids do, distinguishing between uh, what was real and what was uh Hollywood and Vine, you know, yeah. uh, I remember being extremely scared the first time that I listened to shout at the devil from Motley yes. Crue, um, because you know, you hear that in the beginning and you hear this and, and there's a song, the, uh, God bless the children of the beast. And I remember actually plugging my ears. And I'm like, okay, Satan, I don't like you. I just like, you know, this 12 string guitar part, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but you have, you know, uh, I have read before that um, you know Slayer was the master of this. Of uh, you know, in Rain and Blood, if you ever look at the cassette, the first side is side six, and the back side is six six. Um, so, and and you know, they I never noticed that. Yeah, before. and they've they, and I had that, <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they interviewed them, and they were like, we were so over the top that we thought people got the joke. You know, yeah. and people didn't get the joke. People, I mean, not, you know, the PMRC and not Tipper Gore and all those people in the 80s that I'm sure we'll, we'll be covering uh, 
uh, forgot and, about and their existence. Further shows. Oh, that was the bane of my existence. But, <laughs> um, but every now and then something would happen. And of course now, and it's horrible today. We have it with. Um, it seems to be linked usually with uh, video game violence. You know, like when uh, the kids from Columbine, um, and that was a terrible, terrible act uh, where they had gone and, and shot up their school. And then of course it was immediately said that all oh, these kids played Doom. They played these video games, and that made them right. do that. You know, and I was always the kid that was like, I love playing Doom, and I never shot anybody. You know, so I was. I was always kind of defensive of that, but I remember uh, in the early '80s there was the Night Stalker case, and the Night Stalker was uh, Richard Ramirez, who was a serial killer, and mm-hmm. uh, and he you know was uh, he was sexually assaulting women and murdering them uh, in in and around Los Angeles. And it, there's actually a, a great book. I don't. I don't remember what the name of it is. I oh, I, uh, I bought it online, but uh, uh, that covers the entire case. But um, he was. Well, first of all, if you're influenced to kill people by music or whatever, you're not right in the head. It's not something that happens to normal people. I've listened to some pretty bad. I was just. This is today. Uh, I just. I just got a new phone a couple right. of weeks ago. And so I've been loading all my music into it, but I don't have it all sorted out yet into playlists and stuff. So if you hit uh, random, <laughs> there's no telling what you're going to get. I get NWA, F the police, followed by um, Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I mean, it's just literally all over the place. And there's a band called Torture Killer. <laughs> and I mean, I listen to some rotten, terrible music, you know? And, um, so I'm listening to that and I was just thinking about this today. Like it's not nice music. You know what I mean? I mean, it is in the vein of cannibal corpse and th- those types of really like extreme metal that sing about, you know, dismembering people and eating like cannibalism and stuff like that. And, but it, it's, it's, to me, it's like a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like you watch it and it's that show. And then when it's over, that's it. They're, those guys really, they all drive Jaguars. They don't really kill people. It's just, you know, that, that thing. So, if, but if you listen to that and then you're like, I might like eating a person, then you you're gonna, might have a, right. It's not the music. It's never, it's, you know, to me, but it's the mindset of the person that's listening to it. Yes, absolutely. If, but, but, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if they're that feeble minded, um, yeah, even well, listening it could be to, anything. well, listening to, um, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, you know, um, sure. Nature trail to hell. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so somebody's going to go and, you know, burn nature bars on the side of the woods. And, <laughs> exactly. you know. So so Richard Ramirez um, was known as the Night Prowler. Mm-hmm. And there was the ACDC song, Night Prowler, which basically says, you know, I will. I mean, it's the lyrics of somebody who is sliding into people's rooms late at night or whatever. And when Richard Ramirez was, I believe when he was arrested, he had an ACDC uh, shirt on or something. But I know that he had, 
uh, worn an ACDC hat at one of the murders and left it there. So that was one of the things that they had tried to track him down. And of course he was painting pentagrams on walls. And I, I mean, the guy's obviously not right, you know? Right. Um, and I remember there was a, when they took him I, either to the court or I think they're leading him away from the court. He's in, um, handcuffs and there's just a very brief clip and it was, they played it on the news over and over and they try to ask him a question, and he just throws up the devil horns, and he goes, "Hail Satan!" Okay, well, that's just a doofus. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's dumb. You know, if you're arrested, you're like, "Hail Satan!" Well, Satan better bring you a, for starters a handcuff key. <laughs> I don't know how he's helping you at that point, but I, I just remember being scared of ACDC that their music had made this guy do that. And I didn't want, you know, to be inf- not influenced, but that it would have some kind of power over people, you know, because when you're 12, Satanism is pretty scary. Well, of course, when you're old. It's like it's like Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's silly. But um, but when you're a kid and you're like, wow, this guy listened to this and he killed people. Well, and, and you, you associated with it. That was the same way with the Motley Crue album. Shout out to devil. I was like, should I really have this? And then they started the, the whole thing about backwards messages and all that stuff that was on there. And and you just never know. We may have to, boy, we're going to have to pick between Motley Crue and Metallica on the M's. Well, we're going to have to obviously do both because they were so prevalent and you had a great time at a concert recently. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, right. so we can do hey, that. Hey, have you ever seen ACDC live? I have not. Well, no, excuse me. I saw him on a DVD and I'll be honest. Um, I hate that sentence so much. It's overused nowadays. Like, I lied to you this entire time. So <laughs> so right now, I'm going to be honest. I hate heavy metal. I always have. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I think, a, wait a minute. I'm Olivia. Is this the Night Stalker? Is he influencing you? Yeah, that and and uh, Livy Newton-John and Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way it is. You know, it's really sad. I really like Olivia Newton-John and Barbara Streisand. I do, too. Okay. Well, I think any kid, any kid that watched Grease growing up, <laughs> when she comes in and says, tell me about it, stud. <laughs> you got Olivia I for would, the rest of your oh, life. Oh, man. I like, I like clean Olivia, too. <laughs> And Z- and Xanadu? Holy cavalli. <laughs> we just I lost wanted, like 30% of our listening. <laughs> I know, they're tuning out. But um, I had a, a buddy, I, I don't, it was um, probably ninth grade for me. I didn't get to go, but um, a couple of my friends went. Um, and this would have been with, um, I think, around the time Thunderstruck, that album, whatever mm-hmm. that album is. And, um, that would have been Fly had, on the Wall, right? Yes, yes, yes. And he, uh, in fact, he had a fly on the wall skateboard. Awesome. My buddy. That'd be worth a ton now. Yeah. And they dropped uh, the ACDC dollar bills. Do you remember that? They had dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah. And it had Angus Young instead of a president on there. And and, um, I saw that in the video, actually. I remember yeah, that. so they, they so he had a bunch of them, you know, and then he brought them to school. He was trying to sell them for ten bucks or whatever. So I think I just stole. I think I stole one from him. I was like, you don't need all those. You still dollar bills? Still have it? I don't think so. Oh. Anymore. I probably I probably spent it. <laughs> I saw them on VHS, and I, this is why I said I'm going to be honest. Watching them is not as fun as listening to them for me. It's be, and I think it's because when he sings live, he. He's too busy listening instead of singing. And I'm talking about, uh, um, uh, I was going to say Angus Young, Brian Johnson. Right. And I didn't say Brian Williams that time. 
um, <laughs> Brian Johnson. And he's a, he's a, to hear him talk, he talks slower than me. He's like, Roy, mate, down here. I can't even do it. Uh-huh. It's lower than right. me. But when he sings, it goes up here. And then, yeah. so when he sings live, it's not back in black. It's, yeah. and then he stops and he's like, and he's walking around. <laughs> and it's like, that's not what I listened to on the album. So I. Yeah. You know what? I never liked his outfits. Like he always wore like the, is that, is that weird? Um, that he would wear like the sleeveless denim shirt and then that hat thing or whatever. I don't know what kind of hat that is. It's a, it's like, a, um, uh, horse jockey hat. No, it's a, I don't know what that is either. I forget what they call it. I used to have one of I don't those know. hats. I mean, my metal people were all black shirts, black wristbands, yeah. black pants or blue jeans or whatever, you know? And uh, I don't know, just, it was like a different kind of style. Like I, like I never wanted to dress like him. And you know, it's funny if you want to find out if somebody's an old school ACDC fan or an old school metal fan, they refer to Brian Johnson as the new singer. Yeah, that's true. Like, like, oh yeah. The, oh yeah. The replacement, the new singer, Brian Johnson has been the singer since 1980. Yeah. It it's 2014. So he's been the singer for 34 years, <laughs> and Bon Scott was the singer for seven. <laughs> I, I told you the story about my brother and Bon Scott, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, go ahead and tell it. He, well, Brian is my brother, and uh, when and he was the one who started with ACDC before me, and he loved them. And then when Bon Scott passed away, my brother, who who is a heavy metal freak, one day we're going to have him on just to have him correct us on everything. He's like an encyclopedia. <laughs> um, but uh, he said, you know, I really like uh, Bonnet Scott, but he died. But he didn't say it like that. He, came, My brother talks fast. And he said, uh, Bon Scott, but he died. So for a good two years, I thought his name was Bon Scott, but he died. And Scott was the middle name. <laughs> so I was like, what kind of name? But he died. What is that? But he died, yeah. It's, you know, it was it's Australian. Australian Irish, maybe. <laughs> and uh, so for the longest time, and then it was like Bon Scott. And I was like, well, maybe they just dropped his last name. And then finally, you know, at the age of probably 16, I was like, that's not his name. That's, what, that's my brother <laughs> saying, but he died. <laughs> so on this show, um, you are Zerbinator. Mm-hmm. And I'm Flack. Right. So when we get your brother on, he can be Buddy Dye. <laughs> call him Buddy Dye. <laughs> Brian Buddy Dye. What's up? <laughs> we'll do that. We'll call him Buddy Dye. I'll have him tell the story. Knowing him, he'll be like, dude, why'd you, why'd you tell that story, man? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ACDC, I don't know. He's one who goes, I don't know if you've heard ACDC's new album, but well, have you heard it? And then I'll be like, which one? <laughs> and And he'll know. It'll be like some... European or Japanese export of a concert yeah. or a recording in the back room somewhere. I was like, how the hell do you know that? Oh, I found it when I was... In- He's not a computer <laughs> guy either. He just like zones in on metal. I don't know how he does it, but he knows it. Well, ACDC is still still recording. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're still... They uh, were touring and they took a little break. And- <laughs> yeah, they're going to yeah, be they're, taking they're- a break for a little while. Well... And- yeah, Mr. Rudd's going to be taking a break from uh, Freedom very shortly, but um, yeah, I mean they're they're showing no no signs of slowing. It doesn't seem like so. Nope, they are doing. They're going to be. Could you imagine? Did you ever imagine when you were a kid in 1980 when when you first heard Back in Black that you were like, yeah, it always surprises me. Like when I was a kid, 
listening to Motley Crue. Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought 30 years from now, I will be listening to Motley Crue in my car with my no. children. No. Uh-uh. And they will all be singing Shout at the Devil. I would never <laughs> have imagined that. And my kids all know who ACDC is. My kids are 9 and 12, and they know who ACDC is. Mm-hmm. They know who the school, the school guy is. And, of course, you know we go to basketball games here, and so they know Thunderstruck. And, and um, I, I don't know. It's, it's just – uh, and yeah. I never thought, and and I believed my dad when he said this will never last. You know, mm-hmm. back then I was like, yeah, he's right because he, I've I've seen you know disco come and kind of go back in the eighties. It was starting right. to fade out. Well, and then when grunge oh. came in and and all this stuff kind of started taking a nosedive as far as popularity or stuff, and and um, you know there was a time where. ACDC was big on the radio and Motley Crue was big on the radio and all these these bands. And then suddenly you had, uh, you know, C&C Music Factory. <laughs> and, you, and you had all these dance things and it kind of... Oh, and it just pushed Still all that it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and then there were... Uh, I mean, we could go on and on. I'm sure we will in future shows. But, but you had the people that weren't metal, but they looked metal. <laughs> You know, they had the hair and they had all the the guitars and they had the moves, but you know, they came and went. They weren't metal. Yeah, they came and went also in like a matter of hours. Yeah, and yeah, we can't do Nickelback because we're going to do Nelson. Oh yeah, we got to do Nelson. (laughs) I can't live without your you your love and affection. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Weren't they albino or something? Uh, they were, yeah, they were Ricky Nelson's, uh, kids, right? I guess so. And they were, yeah. And they were twins. So, and, uh, hopefully no longer recording. No. <laughs> so they're, they're playing in a coffee house somewhere. When, when you come up with a band name, mm-hmm. uh, especially back in the seventies or eighties or whenever there was, there was no concept of the internet. No, there was no concept of even home computers really. I mean, not like what we have today, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so there are, are some horribly named bands like the, the, <laughs> and the, and the band and things like that, that are impossible to find on Google because they're just horribly named, you know? And so I, I every time I would go through my uh, computer to look for like MP3s on songs and stuff, ACDC is named like 80 different ways. Like there's ACDC all one word. There's AC dash DC. Right. There's a, you know, there, there's no, you can't put a slash in a file name. No, I know. I had to dash it on the name of this file. Right. Or a lightning or light. There's no lightning. (laughs) No lightning key yet. (laughs) So, uh, I I just always, did you ever, were you a kid that, um, drew metal, uh, band logos? I was the captain and people would hire me. To to do really? Twisted Sister on the back because yes. I could do the Twisted Sister logo perfect in 3D and then put the bricks on it for come out and play, you know the pink yeah. bricks. Oh yeah, and uh, I did that on like seven jackets when it was really cool back then. <laughs> I didn't do. I just did um, folders like my school yeah. folder, you know, or whatever. But I was pretty good at the ACDC logo. You put the AC and then the little lightning yep. and then a little DC, you know, and. And, Did you do the uh, gothic 3D look of it? Uh, I, I had one that was really good that was unfortunately on my history book. 
Um, so you had to give it. It's history did, now, did, that's for sure. But. I did turn in my artwork there, and I think I had to pay a fine too. But uh, you know what? For for those about to rock, we, you know, we salute them. They saluted me. Well, that's that's our first edition of Rusted Metal. And I cannot wait to do it again. Yeah, man, it's fun. The next episode is definitely going to be Anthrax. Time to go. Well, tonight <laughs> I'm going to end the show with a song called Soul to Soul by a band called Thicker Than Water. Oh, yeah, I want to hear that. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, Thicker Than Water is a band with my buddy Jeff Brassfield playing guitar and lead vocals. You have Jeff Morty Mortimer on drums, Tommy Sims, who I've grown up with since birth, on guitar and Steve Zielinski who plays bass and killer vocals um, this band is is really good they just released an album this past no I'm sorry it was the summer before this this past summer I, I forgot I moved <laughs> when I lived in Virginia it was new <laughs> um, it's called Coming Soon Side One and it's available on Amazon and iTunes through Potomac Records you can go to potomacrecords.com to get it um, Tommy Sims and I grew up together loving metal as well. We actually recorded a podcast together about uh, heavy metal, the top 10 heavy metal songs that we loved from the 80s. And uh, it, when it comes to me writing a song and if I'm doing something heavy, I send it to Tommy to make sure I did it right. <laughs> and then Tommy is, is cool. He, he and I have always collaborated when it comes to perfection in metal styled music. So uh, to close the show, I'm going to be playing Soul to Soul. Please check them out. They're really good. I, I did want to say uh, that uh, I, I haven't picked up a guitar in, um, gosh, I don't know, 15 years, 10, 15 years, something like that. I just haven't, uh, you know, you have kids and you have all these things and work and stuff and you just get sidetracked, your hobbies go away. So I, I just want to thank you for uh, coming up with that idea, you know, for, for doing the, the intro thing. That was fun. And Yeah, um, you did well for somebody who hasn't played in a while. I, I, you know what? I had calluses on my fingers for a week. <laughs> after It turns out you don't get calluses from the uh, air guitar on the steering wheel. <laughs> you put them on the strings and then they, they come right back. But that was fun, man. It's really kind of made me, uh, um, you know, want to, uh, to keep doing that a little bit. It's so. it's fun and, and you're welcome. Thank you for thanking me because... Yeah, it didn't show when you played. It sounded like you sound like you've been doing it for a while there. So, and I appreciate you playing as well, and I appreciate you doing this show with me. Oh yeah, so. it's gonna be a blast, man. So next week or next uh, whenever we get back together, will be lowercase a anthrax we'll doing the history and thusly of anthrax. I got a lot of good anthrax stories. Awesome, dude. Awesome. So let's hear this uh, Thicker Than Water. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's Rusted Metal. Join us next time when we listen to another metal band, Anthrax, from the 80s. Good night. Good night.